Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello and welcome to The Last Post, the final word on this, the most final of worlds. Today's guest is a returning guest and one of our favourite celebrities, Andy Zaltzman. How are you going? I'm, I'm well, thanks. Yeah. Today is the 28th of January of the year 2020. Happy anniversary of the death of King Henry VIII, which occurred only after he gave up on seeking the perfect wife and decided to date himself like Emma Watson. <laughs> which, as all the other people who got it on with Octo Hank discovered, it was a 50-50 game of Russian dick roulette. <laughs> Don't come at me with facts. Catherine Parr and Anne of Cleves stands. I know it was only like half of his wives who got the chop, which is still a terrible track record. Oh, come on. It was a third. It was only two out of six. If anyone but a king had done it, technically serial killer behaviour. If you were dating a dude and you found out that he had like a two out of six track record of murdering his girlfriends plus an 80 to 90% chance of telling his parliament you were a whore you would run it by your therapist well I mean again you're overstating he didn't murder his girlfriend he had them executed under the letter <laughs> of the law at the time he al- very different Alice yeah back in the day when it was illegal to be a woman <laughs> yeah you have to see it in that context Coming up today, we'll be laying bare all the newest news on privacy laws in the wake of some new privacy laws that have come out in California. But first, some headlines. In the news today, PMPR. Like a man sanding his four-wheel drive tyres for a smoother ride in the wilderness, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has come out with all his marketing gun blaring in an attempt to refurbish his enshabined reputation of being a hand-grabbing, coal-lugging, bought-and-paid-for, big-mining, drill-rig-sucking sycophant. That is one hell of a Tinder profile. 
Unfortunately, I feel like he's reached the tipping point now where no matter what he does or says, it makes him look more like an asshole, adding more, excuse the analogy, fuel to the fires of hatred that look like they're spreading exponentially until the earth's a barren wasteland and the rains come in February. <laughs> Is tip tipping point for him the moment where he just gets dumped in a tip? Oh, please. Right. Please put him in a tip. And that should be the, the official definition of a political tipping point. I'm sure as far as being a human being goes, I can't speak to it, I don't know him personally, but you couldn't have played this whole thing worse if you had tried. I'm assuming he's trying. To play it worse? To play it as badly as he can. Well, yes. I mean, or, or maybe you know he's wargamed several situations and this is the best version of himself. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. I quite, I th- the more I think about it, the more the idea of a tip for now obsolete politicians has quite a lot going for it. If you just find a giant disused quarry somewhere. Yeah, I mean, keep them in humane conditions. You drop, you know, food on them. I mean, maybe that was what... Of life. And, and, and because I think that would make people think a lot harder about what they do whilst they're in office if they know they're going to have to spend the rest of their lives in a giant disused quarry with other failed politicians. I stand by my suggestion of temporary chemical castration for the term of your office if you happen to be a man. Just take testosterone out of politics. Right. If you did that, you know, retrospectively through history, I think we'd be living on a very different planet. <laughs> Better or worse, Andy? Better or worse? Better and worse. And after the success of actress and wellness entrepreneurs Gwyneth Paltrow's $75 vagina-scented candle named This Smells Like My Vagina, other celebrities are sliding into the vagina market with other puss-related products. Nicki Minaj has put her stamp on Celebrivag paraphernalia with a new 4D smell bum called Nicki My Vag. Lady Gaga has slopped on up with her offering, Smells Like Teen Madonna, and Boy George is clawing his way back into the gender-bending good books after his recent fall from non-binary grace with his new chart-topping fanny-scented single, In the Dark, All My Holes Are Goals. And that is the headlines for today. And now for your ad section for today, because surely you haven't bought enough things yet. For the busy yet stylish knight-errant on the go, are you missing important phone calls while felling your various foes? Are you constantly checking your phone when you shouldn't be, putting villagers and fair maidens at risk? Introducing Apple Sword, the only bladed melee weapon intended for slashing or thrusting that displays texts, phone calls and amber alerts. Never miss a beat or papal commission with Apple Sword. Buy today and get a limited edition pear scabbard thrown in for free. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. (laughs) 
The Last Post. And top story today. Now, of course, if you grew up before the days of iPads in Baby Bjorns, you'll probably remember privacy. Nowadays, unless you've had an internet cancellation or have a very strong force of will, you're likely on at least three of the 478,000 social media platforms doling out your own privacy in small chunks in return for ads. For the post-internet infants, privacy is the ability of an individual or group to seclude themselves or information about themselves and thereby express themselves selectively. It's just a fact, Andy. Well, I guess, I mean, for previous generations, you, you had that, that privacy that, you know, you could share your secrets in the, you know, in the, the sanctity of the confessional booth, knowing that it, it would never escape those realms. And I mean, that you might have a, a dodgy priest sexually gratifying himself whilst you were telling him all your secrets but I mean surely that's a price worth paying isn't it for well he wouldn't spread it around no. at least that's the upside there's a reason the cassock was designed as it was well I mean nowadays the thing is that no matter how much data you give to these things they can extrapolate more data from those facts and that makes you feel very boringly predictable yes well, I mean, to the point where you might as well just extrapolate all the data you need from a person as soon as they're born, and you know their life and achievements is essentially complete. I mean, it's not that far off how the British aristocracy <laughs> has generally worked. Well, yeah, kind of the feudal system basically just did did that for hundreds of years, made us one of the greatest countries in the world, Alice. You know, at birth, they knew if you were going to be a peasant living till twenty four or a king. It's quite simple. It's really yeah. just getting back to basics. Well, now that it's 2020, California's Consumer Privacy Act has come into place and there's going to be a lot of fallout for that. Uh, it's it's making a mess of the location-based ad market and it's calling into question what the point of all this data is going to be if, if companies are allowed to use it to exploit our deepest fears, desires and needs. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're supposed to live in a... In a free society, aren't we? And what about what about the freedom of these countries to hack into the deepest recesses of our souls? <laughs> They've got a right to our privacy as much as we do. Well, I mean, it's amazing because it's going to be tried out in California uh, before it is tried out federally to see if it's a success right, in so, California. Well, this... Presumably the way America works, if it works in California, they'll just assume that it won't work everywhere else <laughs> in America. <laughs> this CCPA. But it uh, has significant fines of uh, 2500 to 7500 per breach, which if you consider these platforms have millions and millions of users, could mean big bills for Facebook or Uber or any of these apps that use your private information or location. I think it's a really nice way to make companies that are operating multi-billion dollar businesses in the US pay some of their <laughs> billion dollars worth of tax liabilities to the nation. Also, it does raise some rather intriguing questions about exactly what this money is going to be spent on. And, <laughs> you know, if you're not thinking giant Saturn rocket, then you're thinking about this whole issue very wrong. I mean, I am always thinking about a giant Saturn rocket. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's nice, but I think the problem is has been for America recently that it hasn't been able to tax its billionaires. But if you can force them to sweep up their own amoral turd leakage, you might end up with an actual net positive. Yes. That's quite a big if, though, isn't it? I mean, Generally quite good if. at avoiding sweeping up the amoral turd leakage. We just wade ankle deep through the turd leakage of the past into the turd leakage of the future. <laughs> the ethical and corporate coprolites to be excavated by economists hundreds of thousands of years hence. And now that it is 2020 and California's CCPA uh, has come into place, I'm going to celebrate by doing a quiz, Andy, about your private life based on questions sent in by our listeners and your massive fan base. Yes. Uh, we've deleted all the ones that are asking you to marry them. Right. Uh, and all of the dick pics. Right. Uh, that, and I mean, you must have a, a very, very full waste box to get on your computer. 
But of course, Andy, you know that by signing up to do this podcast yes. as a guest, you have given us access to your most private data. Yeah. Uh, so I will be able to tell our listener if your answer is correct okay. or not. All right. So question one. Yes. What is your most traumatic childhood memory? Oh, this is very easy. England losing 5-0 in a test series to the West Indies in 1984. That is correct, right. Andy. That is correct. Just, just ahead of the realisation that bouncy castles were of minimal military use. And in fact, most, <laughs> almost all of the most successful castles throughout history had, almost without exception, been non-bouncy. That's a tragedy. Well, it is, isn't it? It's that you know, it's the moment that the scales start falling from your eyes as but, a child. I mean, that was the, that was tested when Richard uh, the Lionheart fought Salahadin, who yeah. had been fortified in a bouncy castle up yes. until Richard the Lionheart realised that you could poke it with a sword. Yeah, but then he did die, I think, of dysentery, shitting his guts out. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Well, previous to the sword poking, they'd just been trying catapults, which is yeah. the worst thing to try against yeah. a bouncy castle. Exactly. It just comes back on you. Right back at you. <laughs> But the moment they invested in pointy things, the war was won. Uh, question two, what is your worst nightmare? Well, I mean, this is a tricky one to answer. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the great worries for someone like me is you know, my global success as an arena-filling comedian drying up. But <laughs> yeah, it looks quite secure for the moment. Uh, the decline of Test Match Cricket? Incorrect, Andy. Oh, I'm afraid your worst nightmare is the one where you look into the mirror and then all your teeth fall out. Right. Yeah, yep. that's... It's a pretty simple one. I can understand why you wouldn't want to be open about yeah. that. Pretty, pretty well, boring worst nightmare. Don't headbutt mirrors. <laughs> question, there's usually someone quite angry on the other side, I found. Question three. Which British dame do you think is the most bangable? The most bangable dame? The most bangable dame. What are you talking about? The most bangable... Look, there's a lot of scientific <laughs> research being done into this, Alice. And I know you're an outsider here in Britain. It may be hard for you to comprehend, but it is not physically or spiritually possible to bang any peer of the realm, dame <laughs> or otherwise. Uh, once a person is ennobled, uh, serificated or damified, they transcend to a plane of existence of the quite utmost purity, wherein, what's this term you use, banging or any other form of <laughs> carnalicious congruentialisms is both, well, A, physically impossible, B, uh, ethically undesirable, and C, illegal. I, you know, it may, and I emphasise may be possible for a sir or a dame to himself, herself or their self bang someone else, <laughs> but of course they cannot themselves be be-banged, <laughs> either in law or in actuality. The thing is, Alice, when you become a, a dame or a, a sir, there's this kind of supra-erotic force field around you due to the will of both Her Majesty the Queen and, and Almighty God. So the question about most... Bangable dame is uh, mooty, but not booty. I mean, Andy, that is a great answer, but unfortunately incorrect. The correct answer is Mirren slash Dench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's time for the letters to the editor. Dear Last Post, we'll pay for a supercut of Alice Fraser's laughs from giggles to guffaws. This is a real one. Ugh. I'm serious. Your laughter is delightful and contagious. It seems like you may be or have been suffering from a cold. If so, please get well, or it may just be a different microphone. Is contagiousness a compliment? or I mean, bear in mind the things that have generally been contagious in human history. I mean, yes. They don't always end well, do they? No. no. I, I don't think people should be laughing at my laugh. I think people should be laughing at my jokes. Yes. Well... I mean, you're taking a uh, goal's a goal, isn't it? Yeah, well, also, he's a Canadian living in the USA, this this oh, yeah, writer. Deeper sympathies. I mean, he's made bad choices all round. 
Uh, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. I don't do my laugh on purpose, except with Andy. Obviously, it's all fake. Zing. It's not all fake, Andy. I always laugh for real. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. You can tune in again tomorrow. If you have not done so before, we have a whole bunch of previous editions that you can listen to. The Last Post is a Something Else and Bugle Podcast Productions. I am Alice Fraser. Your guest today is Mr Andrew Zoltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug? Well, I'm um, narrating a new uh, nature documentary series. Um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's only, it's only a one-part nature documentary <laughs> series it's called Real Wildlife, um, starring a pioneering... Naturalist, my old reality TV series friend, uh, Atacamas Larberhorn. And do watch it. I really think that it is the most fitting tribute to all his work, um, raising awareness of the true workings of the uh, animal kingdom. And, uh, I mean, it does really show wildlife as it is. They've pixelated out the bit where the crocodiles really get stuck into him. But it, it still really makes you appreciate the power and wonder of, of these creatures. Um, we're not sure if it's coming back uh, for a series two with a, with a new host. It's a bit of a bit of a tough sell, but it's certainly a, a gripping hour of television. I can't wait to tune in for that. Uh, James Nokise and his wife were traumatised by watching a documentary about bears that looked like it was being marketed as a children's friendly documentary, but it was in fact directly translated from the Ukrainian original narrative, which is <laughs> so bleak. <laughs> the bear cries for its mother, but it will never see her again. <laughs> right. Well, just All I'm saying is you read Winnie the Pooh backwards when you're drunk. That is a very, very different book. <laughs> the executive producer is Christopher D. Skinner. I will talk to you tomorrow. 